0: Is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris
1: Sinzak? (laughs) And welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I love this time of year, man. We're one day late, but we're doing a little Halloween celebration today. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro. That's Chris Sinzak. What's up, my man? Happy Halloween. You
2: sounded more like Count Chocula. That was good, know. huh?
1: <laughs> that was my Blackula impersonation. Blackula? Uh-huh. The Black Dracula? Yes. If you haven't seen Blackula, then you've missed out. Yeah, totally. Back in the, the much more inappropriate 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't get away with that today. No way. No. Oh, no, they're not making a remake of Blackula anytime soon. I don't or think. when
2: Blackula became homeless and fell on hard times. And then they made
1: Crackula. Cracula. Who could forget that classic?
2: But Yeah, we uh, we just had Halloween a couple days ago. And we did the Shock Rock episode last week. And we're going to do something kind of along those lines this week. But
1: No, we didn't. Last week not was last John week, Karabi. Last year. What are you, crazy man? Oh, could you forget no. with all the response that we got I'm for the well John aware. Karabi? Yeah, no, Shock Rock was last year's Halloween. Last year, we had to come up with something a little different. But, yeah, I, I hear you. I'm a little distracted by the huge response to the oh. John Karabi episodes as well. And, man, that was so much fun yeah. and so cool to sit down with him. And he gave us so much time. He did. Two whole episodes worth. Yeah. Fantastic. And
2: bonus tracks that are coming out soon. Oh, I, nice. I had extra, uh, lots of extra stuff that uh, was on the cutting room floor. Not that it was <laughs> bad. It was just cut for time time reasons. But uh, for those of you that jumped on board over the last two weeks, and there's been a lot of you, actually, a lot of nice messages from people going, you know listen to the Karabi thing just discovered your show going through your back catalog and nice so a lot of a lot of you new people on board and uh, we yeah, really so appreciate it if
1: you're new and you're just just joining the party come on in make yeah. yourselves at home this is a place where all rock and rollers get together we all get together every single week we've got a new episode for you it's all hard rock heavy metal yep. you know it's it's good music that's what we're here to talk about and here to promote we're yeah, keeping it and alive and it's well because we love it
2: and no specific agenda there or thing that we stick to every week we do we Bounce around. We, one year, one week, we might want to just talk about one year in particular. We'll do a year in review. Yeah. Next week, we'll do an interview, or we'll do an album's unleashed with like we did with John, or we'll do what we call the Radio Sucks Radio Show, and it'll just be songs that we think the radio should be playing, but they're not. Yeah, and Fresh Blood. Fresh Blood, yeah. newer bands. So, yeah, we you're going to
1: get a lot of variety on this show if, you, if you're yeah. new to it so uh it's all good stuff you're gonna like it stick but, around but yeah so there's be, a lot so of people of that have been here since the very beginning of the party yeah. and they've never left so you yeah know, it's a good place to be good community
2: Good, make some new and old if you haven't to join us on the fan page facebook.com slash that's the best way to get in touch with us uh go to at twitter at decibelgeekpod. that's our twitter page also on Instagram, Instagram followers, lots of Instagram followers these days. Right, and, on. and also uh, YouTube subscribers. We're getting up there on YouTube subscribers. Thanks to Metal Mike and yeah. Patrick. Yeah, those guys are doing a fantastic job. Lots of great stuff coming on there. But uh, I have some business to get out of the way. And if yeah. you speaking, if, <laughs>
1: speaking of tweets and, and retweets and yeah. shares and Facebook. Another thing we do around here, it's a tradition now, and it's Geek of the Week, you know, and Mm -hmm. the best way to become, well, the only way to become Geek of the Week is to share the link to the episode Mm -hmm. that is brand new. So, for example, when this comes out on Monday on our Facebook page, you will find, you know, the big official announcement of what the week's show is. You take that, you share it. And that lets us know, you know, it counts it up who all shares it on yes. there, and a
2: lot of people do. And you retweet it on Twitter, too. And
1: retweet on Twitter, and, and you know, it's it's a great way to get mentioned, and we mention names every single week. Yes. These are our marketing team. You know, you are our marketing yeah. team. You are our Geeks of the Week. You are. And so I would imagine for the last two weeks with John Karabi, the the number has got to be pretty astronomical. Yeah, it's, it's a few more than normal. Okay. Let's so, putting it mildly. So, Chris, are, I, you, are you ready? Yeah. Are we going to have time
2: to play some scary songs today? I hope so. I'm going to do, do my best. I, my lung power is better than it used to be. I quit smoking four years ago. So this is going to be a definite test. So uh, bear with me, and uh, here we go. All right. Give it your best shot, man. Jason Thomas Broderick, Brian Odermatt, Brent Tibbetts, Corey Nowlin. So far,
3: so good, but I bet we got a long ways to go. Andrew Jacobs, Danny Allen Clark, Paul Korn, Derek Novak, David Stonich, Warren Money, Bob Kendall, Sid Minon. Michael Gatto, Alexis Comodicas, Miguel Nunez, Craig Cohen, David Alpazar. Man, you better hurry up. Step it up, man. We got to hurry. Andrew Kess, Ryan Sessions, Todd Cunningham, Joe Lascon, Jason Bakken, Lolly Norton, Jeremy Asbrock, Keith Doyle, Sean Thornton, Alan Tate, Billy Hardaway. Todd Grubbs, I am hoops, Matt Ashcraft, Sit and Spin with Joe, The Riff of the Day. Kirk Hippie Akers, Joel Hevensberger, Lee Maslin of the Audio Junkies Podcast, Justin A. Six, Paul Stam, P. J. Brown, Shane A. Mike Blunt, Matt Severson of the Paperback Rocker Podcast.
1: Come on, man, you can do better than that. Hurry it up. We got a show to get to.
3: Brent Walter, Howard Tate, Rodney Dixon, Blake Sutherland, Ronnie Slinky, Mark McNair, Brian Knapp, Larry Noki, Blair Linthorpe, Legendary Rock Interviews, Brian Sharkey, Jeff Davidson, Dino Ames, Chad Pollock, JTV, Groovy Record Room, Cal Hens, Trent Riley, Reese Lett, Jonathan Bilar, Derek Shebil, Sh- Sh- Johnny Wama, Catherine James Pearson, Dustin Kuhn, Michael Dixon. Matthew McPherson, John Garabi Italia, William Albert Shepard, Edward Waldrop, Zach McFarlane.
1: Come on, man. I want to get to playing some scary songs. You're going to have to go a little faster.
3: Jason Corey, Jennifer Zabo, Mike Estes, Diego Vera, Juan Vigil, Roy Blankshane. Man,
1: it's it's going to be five days past Halloween by the time we get to do the show if you don't get moving.
3: Mike McCready, Derek DiPreno. P.D. E. Lewenberger, Antonio Tanti-Perea, Rocker Chicks Concert Promoters, your ultimate FM radio page, Joe Peral, Joe Petrella, Daniel Watts, Jason Corey, Jonathan Cloros, Steven Mendoza, Natalie Hendricks, Los Dioses de la Musica, Mark Cummings, David Flores, Mel Mondays, Dean Smith, Priest Burgos.
1: Man, you're doing good. Keep it up. Keep it up.
3: Johnny Love, Dequan, T.O. Diego Vera, Daniel Reed, Ain't Photography, and Antoinette Crongy, Charlie Schubert, Bullwinkle Entertainment, Mark Coyingham, Jack Wilson, Trevor Beatty, Javier Plaza, Steve Emerson, Luis Membrilla. LC Rose, AJ, Zip Dugan, Christ Anderson, Dinkie Jackson 108 Iber Coletta, Gonzalo Corruba, Tarapia Rock, Travis Jackman, Tennessee and Wilson, Marcelo Rebero, M Kelsey, Bob White, Ben Brunette, Kinderberg, Kinda Boot Brunette, Citrayo, Cabo Wabu, 121 Io Nikki's Viper RBMY, Mons of Rock, Cruise, Mojo Day, Motley the Pretty Filth, Fill, Frash Crafted, Legends Q and A. Jerry Wiley, Leo, Matt Washmack, Michael Bayer, Big Evil 58, Adam Cox, Robert Hugh, Stuart, Brown, Music Magazine Wax, Sherry, E. Alpha Marino, Jeff Ludman, Faces Rocks Magazine, Wildmouth, Fot Mel Magazine, Raw Magazine, Steve Mascord, Basquayette 5518, Bing Ding Play. Old Fucking School. Music 101, Blood Mary Charlie Bonnet the third. KNAC.com The Mooger Fuger, Uncontrolled Noise. Doug Fletcher, Michael Jarda, Metal Sludge, Talking Metal, Simon Photo, Steve Newton, National Metal Band, Don Nitschke, Scott Witt, D.C., Cecil Lemay, 007 Fantasy Sports, PR that Rocks.com, Van Halen Rising, Sir Kenneth, Daniel Schappen, Christian Ellis, Rob Webb,
2: John Morton, David Bella, Sven Isaacson, Hellion, Susie Crew, and Doug W.
1: <sighs> you know, it blows my mind every single week this, that so many people gather up and, and take the time to share the link to our show, you know, yes. and that means so much to us. It does. And it, it does so much to further the cause here.
2: Yeah, we we really appreciate it. The, you know, there's all, we can't really afford advertising, and you know, the only way to get a word out on a podcast is word of mouth, and that's how it's done.
1: Right. I mean, we we could afford some advertising, but then we'd have to charge for the episodes. But we're not really interested in doing that because it just seems like it's more fun to be free.
2: Oh, well, and our wives are not interested in us doing that either. Let's right. Be honest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
1: So you know, we just keep going on the way we're going on, and you know. Wait, our wives would want us to charge for it, wouldn't they?
2: Well, yeah, but they wouldn't want us paying for advertising
1: to begin with. Oh, yeah. You know,
2: and as John Karabi would say, at the end of the day, it's nice to have our wives in our corner. That's true. It's a little dig, John. Sorry.
1: At the end of the day... You're right. <laughs> All right. So this week we're doing scary songs, you know. And yeah,
2: Halloween, it just, just happened.
1: Right. We did Rocktoberfest. We, yeah. we paid homage to the Germans. Right. You know, we did that, and that we well. we had a – we've been having an awesome October so far, you know, with John Karabi and everything going on. You know, but it's nice to get back to one of my favorite holidays, and that is Halloween. Yeah, you know, and, and I know we're, you know, we're, what, four days late
2: if you're hearing this brand new, but, you right. know. We had to get two weeks in for karabi. Yeah, for sure. There's no way around it, and you're still you can still be in the Halloween spirit a few days later,
1: right? So I guess we'll get right to it. So here's my first pick. You know, this was kind of a hit single back in 1984. I guess, Um, you know, proving early in his career that he would go both ways. This was uh, a song that was released as a debut single while still officially officially a member of the band Wham. Yeah, I shudder every time I hear it. So up first, I guess... My first scary song is going to be Careless Whisper by George Michael. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I mean, we're talking about scary songs, right?
2: No, no, we're not going that direction on this show because we're going to alienate all the people that just shared
1: and retweeted. But that's these songs, they scare the hell out of me. I've got a whole list here. I've got got the Justin Bieber. I've got the Britney Spears. I've got that George Michael. I mean, Careless Whisper doesn't get any scarier than that, does it? Some
2: wise-ass suggested Air Supply. (laughs) But yeah, no, that shit scares the hell out of me, too. No, no, no. Or else next week it's going to be, all right, who are the geeks of the week this week?
1: Nobody. Nobody. And we're going to be talking <laughs> to
2: ourselves. No.
1: Okay, well, let me rethink this for a second. Hmm, let's see. Uh, oh, okay, how about we... Never
2: going to dance again. No.
1: <laughs> how about we start out with the actual scariest song of all time? Okay. You know, this was the song that started it all for heavy metal. It wasn't enough to be a song. It wasn't enough to be an album. It wasn't enough to be the name of the freaking band. So it wasn't just lack of creativity. No. <laughs> no, this is severity in its, in its heaviest. Okay. So I can think of no better way to start this Scary Songs episode than with the, in my opinion, scariest song of all time. I Hear the Rain. This shit freaked me out when I was a kid. It's Black Sabbath from the 1970 album, Black Sabbath, with the song, you guessed it, Black Sabbath.
2: I'm sufficiently scared shitless now.
1: It gets no scarier than that. Might as well get it out of the way right now. Go change your underwear. Pause the pause the podcast. Change your underpants and come back for the rest of the show. The scariest song is out of the way.
2: No George Michael to be found, thankfully.
1: Well, We're not doing that now.
2: Yeah. Thank you for not going.
1: I did that. all that homework about those. I, did, I had no idea that George Michael released that song while he was still a member of Wham. I, I punished myself through that homework for what? I'm never going to look at you the same. (laughs) I'm never going to dance
2: again. (laughs) I'm never going to podcast again with you. Oh, Oh, okay. I'm glad
1: you stopped me because that would have been really scary. But Sabbath, man.
2: Yeah, you can't start out any better than that.
1: George Michael pisses his pants at the thoughts of it. Yeah.
2: Okay, so here's my criteria. Scary songs, this was a hard one to pick from. And before you guys wonder, we're not going to be playing any Venom or anything super, super dark. I mean, because we don't want to. Because that shit's too scary. Well, Black Sabbath is pretty damn scary. But you guys know the confines we stay within. So.
1: I mean, this is a hard rock show. Hard explore, rock. You know?
2: Classic heavy metal. That's, what, that's our this thing. This is
1: kind of a funny thing for you to, to say this, knowing I know what your upcoming picks are going to be.
2: Yeah, well, this Chris, first one.
1: Chris, this show could be subtitled Chris Goes Heavy Metal Crazy. Kind of. Normally it's me, but today it's you. Well, that's for one of my picks later. I'm a little all over the map. More with than this one. one.
2: I've got stuff from the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s here. So. My first pick, and I've played this song before, I know, because I think I played it in the 1987 year in review.
1: Well, damn, we've been around for three years. Yeah. We can start doubling up once in a while.
2: But it's a great song. When and, it fits, and this does. And, of course, when you think of scary songs, sometimes you think of horror movies. Yeah. And I think, and I, so my first thought is, I go back to, 87 was like I was in the prime age of, stuff that really stays in your brain right so dawkins dream warriors from the nightmare on elm street three soundtrack that was
1: my favorite of all the nightmare on elm street movies because the the people that were about to die all had interesting characters
2: okay uh, well, yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's actually one of the better movies. Because before for that,
1: that it was like, you know, here's some teenagers. Freddy Krueger's killing them. Right. One, one of them will live and figure it out.
2: Although seeing a bed throw up blood in the first
1: one. Yeah. Was pretty bad and part two was kind of the same way. where it's like, these are just teenagers. Freddy Krueger's killing right. them. One of them is going to make it. How so? But the third one was more like they were like almost like superheroes fighting against Freddy Krueger. I
2: dug that a lot. It was a cool little concept.
1: I saw it in the theater. Part three is my favorite out of all of them.
2: So this song was written by George Lynch and Jeff Pilson, released as a single, charted at number twenty two in the mainstream rock tracks. Also was later released for back for the attack. Yeah, because it was too good of a song to just have it as a soundtrack song. Usually soundtrack songs are are typically throwaways. This right. is one where I think it's one of Dawkins' best songs. I really I do. I think so too. Um, the funny thing about this is the they really went to town on the video for this song.
1: You got to remember how huge the Nightmare on Elm Street movies were by huge. the time Part Three rolled around.
2: So they had Patricia Arquette playing kind of the victim character in the video, and sexy. Her, her character Kristen is menaced by Freddy Krueger before being rescued by Dawkins, who, d- who drives Freddy off with the power of rock. Heroic, yeah. And at the end of the video, Freddy wakes up in bed screaming, revealing that the video was his nightmare, and says, What a nightmare. Who were those guys? Yeah,
1: because everybody knows Freddy Krueger's a big Sabbath fan. So there's
2: nothing scarier than, than Freddy Krueger and the <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you see him these days. But yeah, so uh, here, here we go. Without further ado, from 1987, this song, this song has a kind of a creepy intro. This is Dawkins with Dream Warriors.
1: so scared. Yeah. Because it's my Wild Mick Brown on the drums. He's going
2: to come and kill you with his golf cart. Yeah.
1: golf cart of death.
2: And if he doesn't kill you, Ted Nugent'll shoot you. Yeah. beat you.
1: There you go. That's that's a good premise for the next Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. <laughs> Freddy Nick. versus Ted Nugent. Yeah. I love it. A lot of people would pay good money to see that. I would too. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, what do you got? All right, I've got one for you. Here, Chris. Have you ever heard of Rocky Erickson? Yeah, Rocky Erickson, for anybody that don't know, is a guitarist and a singer from Austin, Texas, who believes that he is not a human being. Okay, that's scary.
2: Why does he believe that?
1: Well, in the 60s, he was in a band known as the uh, Psychedelic Rock Pioneers, and the band was called the 13th Floor Elevators. They were slightly less famous than their peers, like the Doors, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, and the Jefferson Airplane, but right along in that same group. Uh They did a lot of LSD back then. Yeah. A lot of LSD. By 1969, you know, after Altamont and the Charles Manson deal, nobody thought hippies were cute and harmless anymore. Yeah, they were scary. Yeah, they were scary after that. Rocky Erickson, you know, because the police are starting to, like, eyeball bands like this, Rocky Erickson gets busted in Austin with a single joint of marijuana. Ooh. But you got to remember this is 1969, so he's looking at, like, 10 years in prison because of it. So Erickson would plead not guilty due to insanity, which, you know, worked for him because he was also diagnosed as a schizophrenic. Really? Yeah. He would be hospitalized but would escape several times and eventually sent to the Maximum Security State Hospital in Texas where he endured a whole lot of Thorazine and a whole lot of electroconvulsive therapy. And God knows what else. This is a scary story. I'm telling you, this is like a scary decibel geek Halloween haunted story beautiful so this poor guy he's locked away all he is is a rock and roller and he had a joint you know and he gets locked away for three years inside of this mental ward where they're shock therapying his ass and pumping him full of drugs and good god what else they're telling this poor guy back then you know i can't imagine the the psychotherapy back then was quite what up to date as it is today probably not scary stuff so in 1974 he comes out And he ends up coming out with some pretty rock and overlooked albums in the 70s. He uh, released about 20 albums over the years. And, you know, nowadays he seems to be doing pretty good. But he wrote a whole lot of scary songs. Huh. You know who else is really scary? Who? Nick Oliveri.
2: So how do we go from that to this?
1: (laughs) I'm trying to to piece this together. Okay, well, Nick Oliveri is the former bassist for Queens of the Stone Age in Caius, and he was uh, arrested, what, a year or two ago for domestic violence against an ex-girlfriend and also charged with several felonies and resisting police and possession of cocaine. Is that all? Methamphetamines, fully loaded rifle, and it all went down in a four-hour standoff with the L.A. SWAT team, and he was facing sentences up to 13 years in prison. Third. Remember all that? Yeah. Well, just, a, okay. just a minor
2: miscommunication.
1: That's exactly what it was. Because the way it went down in an interview he did with uh, metalsucks.net, he said the thing was this. the A friend of theirs, him and his girlfriend, had knocked on the door. Right. When they didn't answer, for whatever reason, she calls the cops. The cops show up, and they say, you have to let us in. And Nick Oliveri says... Well, as far as I know, if you don't have a warrant, I don't have to let you in. And it becomes this big four-hour standoff where he's got a gun. They don't have a warrant. They want to come in. He don't want to let them in. Nobody's getting beat. Nobody's getting abused. It's a whole big misunderstanding. So recently, TMZ reported that all them charges were dropped, well, except for the possession of cocaine. Mm. Scary dudes. Yeah. Rocky Erickson, he's a scary dude. Nick Oliveri, he's a scary dude, too. Okay. So these are Halloween scary stories. So the best way to wrap that up right now is with a song that was written by Rocky Erickson, performed by Nick Oliveri and the Mondo Generator uh, off of the uh, 2000 album Dead Planet. This is a scary-ass song right here from a couple of scary-ass dudes on the Decibel Geek Podcast. Look out. It's the bloody hammer.
4: The demon is up in the attic to the left. My- turn to the left to say no, you say first I am a special one, never hammered my mind
2: Okay, I'm glad you actually tied up the loose ends on that because yeah. I was like, you go in this whole life story of Rocky Erickson, right? And then I'm, and then all of a sudden it shifts to Nick Oliveri, and I'm like, wait a minute,
1: two scary dudes in one scary ass song.
2: That's a boy. That's
1: I, a messed up song right it there. It really you know? is. And, and you know, I kind of kicked myself for not playing the original version of Rocky Erickson's version of it, but that that Nick Oliveri version's got a little more punch to it, a little more kick to it, but. Go back and check out some of that Rocky Erickson. I'm gonna I'm looking into some of that. I will. Looking forward to playing some more of that on upcoming episodes did of I the Death Geek Podcast. Did I
2: hear right that he, that he's getting back into Queens or is he not? Or is he I, doing something that again? I don't
1: know about? You know, it's all I know is that you know Nick Oliveri's you know doing pretty good for himself nowadays. He's you know everybody has mess ups in their lives. You know, not all of us have the LAPD robots kicking down our doors, but the right. big tank with the you know, you know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or the robots that are promoting our show.
1: Right. You know, right. nobody's kicking down nobody's doors more than those guys. So yeah. You know, and Rocky Erickson's out there. He's still playing. He's doing real good for himself. He's got a lot of help behind him. And you know, it's 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 a good. I knew the good name, good but cool I stuff. didn't know the
2: story. So that's interesting. That's yeah. a, it's a
1: scary story though. Okay. So shock therapy.
2: Yeah. So as I said, I'm all over the map with why I picked the songs I picked this week. Okay. Some of them remind me of a scary movie later you'll hear some of them remind me of scary people this next one has nothing to do with anything scary okay but the way the vocalist delivers parts of the song sounds scary to me okay i'm done with that as long as it's scary man it all counts let me explain and here here's where some of you are going to fast forward i'm going to play a song by corn don't
1: fast forward give it a chance give it a
2: chance I love corn. back in the first three-album era. Don't be scared. I loved them. This was off their Life is Peachy album from 1997. Okay. This was the third single from the album. It was their second studio album. And Jonathan Davis says about the song, It's about a guy I knew in school who I thought was my friend but who fucked me. He came into my life with nothing, hung out at my house, lived off me, and made me do shit I didn't really want to do. I was into new romantic music, and he was a mod, and he'd tell me if I didn't dress like a mod, he wouldn't be my friend anymore. What? Whenever I had plans to go on a date with a chick, he'd sabotage it because he didn't have a date or nothing. He was So a,
1: his roommate was Rod Stewart. Yeah,
2: basically. He was a gutless fucking nothing. I haven't talked to him for years. So, wow. So there's nothing scary about that story at all. Kind of scary if I guess you're in kind that of. situation. He's a weird dude. But And I don't know why the song's called Good God, but that's what it's called. Okay. But basically the song is is jonathan you know exact, you know explaining how he doesn't want the guy to be in his face and but the way he delivers it and the way he screams in this song it's kind of scary it's fucking scary <laughs> so, so if you're not a corn fan check this out but just you have to appreciate the pure emotion that comes through in the vocal part of this song
1: there you go fasten your seatbelts for this this is corn with good god
4: Don't fuck out on my face! No! Won't you just no! get the fuck out on my face! No! Won't you get the fuck out on my face! No! Won't you get the fuck out on my face!
2: think of
1: that i mean you're right you know the way he delivers it is pretty scary
2: yeah when he breaks into that huge scream before the band comes back in it's just although i remember playing that you know i was what my early 20s when this came out yeah and me and a friend like were hanging out with this uh, with his girlfriend's dad who he was a product of the late 60s 70s rock movement he was a musician and he appreciated the allman brothers and bands like that And we were like sitting in the car outside his house, and we played this song for him, and he just laughed his ass off. He was just like, "That's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard." So he wasn't scared. He wasn't scared at all. He thought it was the most ridiculous thing he'd ever heard. And and some of you that just heard the song are probably nodding your head in agreement. So I'm sorry, guys. I grew up in the '90s. I dug some of that stuff from Corn back in those days.
1: As scary as it was. Yeah. So what do you got? Okay. Well, I guess you know the only thing to do from there is to to pull it back in. To pull it back in with a band that, god damn it, should be a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Even though it's it's all a farce. But still, if, if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was real, this band would already be in. And I'm talking about the one and only deep purple of course you know and there's a lot of deep purple to choose from but when you're talking about scary songs i like songs that got that vibe to it you know and john lord's organ playing always gave it that kind of that scary vibe mm-hmm. but the song that i picked came off the latest deep purple release that came out in 2013 called now what and this is technically the what they call the mark 8 of yeah. Deep Purple. Had a lot of lineups. One of these days, we're going to do a, a episode just entirely dedicated to the different marks of, of Deep, Deep Purple. Purple. We've we talked should. about doing this, and we're going to do it. But this is Mark 8. This is the current version. That's got, of course, Ian Gillen on vocals and Roger Glover on bass. Ian Pace on drums. And it's got Steve Morse on guitar. That guy wails. He's awesome. And Don Airy. We talked about him when we hung out with... Uh,
4: Gary with Corbett. our good
1: friend good Gary Corbett. Yeah, when we talked about keyboardists, Don Airy's back in there. I mean, I can't think of anybody. If you're gonna replace John Lord, you gotta replace him guy. with Don Airy. That's the only guy. Off of their 19th studio album that was produced by Bob Ezrin. Here in Nashville. Right here in Nashville, Tennessee. This one came off and of now what? Last year. Like I said, it's deep purple. Look out, you're gonna get scared. This one's called Vincent Price. <laughs>
2: that uh, the Bob Ezrin connection bringing Vin- with Vincent Price. Yeah. Because it g- harkens back to, like, the Black Widow from Alice Cooper and right. The Buckling of My Nightmare on
1: because Yeah, because yeah, Vincent Price was on that, too. Right. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. We, oh, we we can't do a Halloween episode, a Scary Songs episode with all Alice Cooper. Yeah. So we got some of that coming up, too. Definitely. So, yeah,
2: Vincent Price, he, I mean, that, and that's a cool song, especially for... An album that came out recently. You know? Right. I it's, love that.
1: It, it does got that spooky vibe to it. It thanks, definitely does. Thanks to the organs, you know.
2: Yeah, I love that. I'm glad you picked that because that Now What album, if you haven't checked it out, go to the show notes, and oh. click that link, and buy that album. It's, it's freaking really good. fantastic.
1: You go through the Amazon link, link at decibelgeek.com, get that and all these albums we're talking about today.
2: Definitely, definitely. Like, Heck uh, yeah,
1: you got to love a song about Vincent Price, one of those most scariest dudes of all time. Shares a birthday with the one and only Aaron Camaro. Really? Oh yeah, I didn't know that. May twenty seventh. That's cool. Vincent Price's birthday.
2: All right, I'm going to play a song by a band I really don't like.
1: But what? Yeah. Why would you play a song by a band you don't like on the Decibel Geek podcast? Because I know a
2: lot of our listeners love this band. Okay. And this is a scary fucking song. All right. So I figured if I'm going to pick scary songs, I need to be true.
1: Okay, cool. I'm, I'm done
2: with that. I'm playing something by
1: Slayer. Nice. No way. I never expected from you. I know. I'm proud but of you, I man. I really I've
2: never liked it. Tom Araya, ugh. even though Toby Wright wants to smack me when I say he doesn't sing, he
1: screams. I mean it's the Slayer's always been one of them bands where they're so freaking heavy that you know it's it's to me you know and and you know I can relate being a Kiss fan, yeah. you know, it's kind of a hard stretch to really get into Slayer. But, man, you listen to some of that stuff. It's got such a hard driving. Well, musically, you know, yeah. I can get into some of it. Okay. But, but once Tom opens his mouth, it's a different story. I like Tom Oh, uh,
2: You'll be our resident Slayer fan. But okay. I'm I'm picking Slayer this But here week. you are. Yeah, picking right.
1: Slayer. You're the one.
2: I had to pick this because the song sounds scary, the vocals are scary, and the song is written about somebody extremely scary. Yeah, this this you can't go wrong. This is a song called Dead Skin Mask from Seasons in the Abyss. Scary as hell. I remember having this on cassette, and yeah. I remember listening to this song and being freaked out by it. So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was written about serial killer Ed Gain, or Gein.
1: Yeah, Gein. Is it yeah. Gein? From Wisconsin.
2: Yeah. He was an American murderer and body snatcher. His crimes uh, committed around his hometown of Plainfield, Wisconsin. That's right. Gathered widespread notoriety after authorities discovered Gene had exhumed corpses from local graveyards, and fashioned trophies and keepsakes from their bones and skin. He sure did. So he was a creative murderer. <laughs> he, uh, he only
1: started out as grave robber, you yeah. know. It just kind of escalated from there.
2: He didn't only take the bodies; he did something with them. Right. So, exactly. um, so yeah. So Slayer, you know, being the sick fucks that they are, decided to write a song about it. A lot of people have written a lot of songs about Ed Gein. Sure. He's yeah. been uh, he's well reported and well written about. But this is off season of the abyss the fifth studio album released October 9th 1990. Maybe the scariest song we play today. It's right up there for sure. This is Slayer with Dead Skin Mask.
4: ride, please stay a while, and I promise I'll keep you long, I'll keep you for another minute.
1: No, that's the main reason I do this podcast, right? What? Just to prove that not everybody from Wisconsin is a crazy-ass serial killer.
2: Yeah, because if you turn my armpit into a lampshade, I'm
1: really going to be upset. Right, yeah. It's it's bad news. Don't, yeah. don't wear me as a mask, please. If the
2: show doesn't get uploaded for some reason and you guys notice that it hasn't been uploaded in a while, call the authorities because Aaron's <laughs> done something to me.
1: It's my Wisconsin
2: heritage. I can't deny it. I have to kill people. Get your very own decibel geek dead skin mask.
1: Jeesh. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible, man. I, I feel bad because like being from Wisconsin, it's like, oh, who's the most fam- famous person from Wisconsin? Oh, I don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Uh Ed Gein? No. <laughs> Stevie Rochelle, damn it. I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that he wants to be mixed in with that company. <laughs> Oh, boy. Nice. Okay. All right, what have you got? Okay, well, here's a band that was formed in Brooklyn, New York in 1989 out of the ashes of Carnivore by Peter Steele. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about Typo Negative, Negative. And, you know, this is one of them bands that, you know, they're so good. That's Ed Gein in the background, by the way. Fashioning lamps out of people's faces.
2: Or dinner being made.
1: <laughs> what, what, you, what are you at? What do what do you? Yeah, what are you having for dinner? Dead skin mask. Sorry,
2: guys. We like to recreate the beginning of Detroit Rock City. You guys know that.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: What have you got next?
1: Okay. Well, I've got a band here that you know they were formed in Brooklyn in 1989 out of the ashes of a band called Carnivore by a guy named Peter Steele. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm talking about typo negative Negative. And you know, I I look at a band like this and I say, wow, man. You know, we're doing a scary songs show. Every song they do has got a scary feel to it. They could write a song about rainbow rainbows and unicorns, and it would be scary. They appeared on the uh, they've had well over the years. They've had seven studio albums. Appeared on the soundtracks of virtually every cool movie that came out in the '90s, including doing a cover of Status Quo's "Pictures of Matchstick Men" mm-hmm. with Ozzy Osbourne on lead vocals for the Howard Stern Private Parts movie. That's a good cover. Great movie. Great cover. Um, In 1993, they became Roadrunner Records' very first platinum recording artists. And they're known for heavy, but slow, but epic, but scary, drudging metal songs.
2: One of the most unique bands ever.
1: Absolutely. You know, these guys, when they came out, they were definitely one of a kind and even still to this day stand is a one of a kind so if you're talking about hard rock and heavy metal and you're talking about scary songs you've got to include typo negative so from 1993's bloody kisses get scared this is some scary stuff we're dealing with today it's typo negative with christian woman
0: across upon her bedroom wall from (laughs) you <laughs>
1: to believe that peter Steele is no longer with us yeah it's sad typo negative died in 2010 with the death of peter Steele of a heart attack and you know it's it's sad because Steele had been enjoying a long period of sobriety and had been said to have been in really good health and uh typo negative's last final album dead again came out in 2007 and that's it you know no more typo negative is it's scary it's sad. Yeah. But it is what it is.
2: Well, I mean, he accomplished his mission back in the day because I remember when Bloody Kisses came out. I remember when the videos came out for that yeah. album. I remember looking at the videos going, that dude is fucking creepy. Yeah. I mean, he
1: was a scary looking dude. Not Real to mention scary. the fact that he was massive. Yeah, big dude. Yeah. Well, when you say massive, are you talking about the the playgirl shoot he did? No.
4: <laughs>
1: Let the record show Aaron referenced the Playboy shoot. Well, not you, me. You're the one that said Peter Steele was massive. You're
2: the one that went to automatically thinking <laughs> of his cock.
1: Well, I got to assume, and I've never seen it, but I got to assume yeah. if, you, if you pose for Playgirl, you you must be massive, right? Let's move on. Okay. Okay. That's scary. Yeah.
2: I'm scared. Not for the wrong reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's a fact. You yeah. Did. All right. Are we a family? No, we're not. All right. Um. So Good our, thing. My next, I've got two more to go. Um, my next pick is one where the band the the band is not scary. This song is really not scary, but the subject that it's written about is. Um Cheap Trick came out with their debut album in nineteen seventy seven and you know, most people think of Cheap Trick, they think of you know the flame or they think of surrender, surrender yeah. I want you to want me. Sure. Just up tempo, good time, happy rock. Right. Power pop. Yeah. But on that first album, they had some really dark stuff going on. They wrote about pretty serious topics, and we I, I have played in the past, I played O candy, which you know you would think just by the title alone that it's a song about a girl right but O candy is about a guy whose initials were m m and they called him m and m and he died from a suicide and he was I believe he was a heroin junkie and so it was like it was pretty you know heavy, heavy subject yeah. matter but then not only that, but on this album, they wrote this song here, and this is a song called The Ballad of TV Violence, and it came out, uh, and it, it's about a serial killer named Richard Speck, who um, was born in 41, died in 91. He was an American mass murderer who systematically tortured, raped, and murdered eight student nurses from South Chicago Community Hospital Dang. on July 14, 1966. And as people know... Cheap Trick is from Rockford, right? So when this story happened, I'm guessing all the members
1: of the band were, you know, they remember this well. I'm sure Xander, being from Southern Wisconsin, you know, he's yeah, probably true. well schooled on the Ed Gein point of view of things as right. well. So you know, this guy,
2: you know, he, you know, he did a horrible thing, and they decided to put it into song. And this this was their debut album on Epic. It was produced by Jack Douglas. A lot of history to this album. Yeah, uh, um, in oh, my yeah. opinion, the first two albums I think are the best. So, yeah, this is Cheap Trick doing a song that's definitely dark, and this is a song called The Ballad of TV Violence.
1: scary but you really delve
2: into it that's
1: some scary stuff
2: the torture rape and murder of eight student nurses pretty, that's not cool it's pretty scary that is very scary and not something you typically hear from cheap tricks so uh, i thought it was kind of oddballish enough to play on the show right Suppose well, it's an excuse to play some cheap trick
1: right on can't go wrong there <laughs> yeah all right so i've got one final pick before we wrap things up today you've got one more as well yeah. but i'm gonna go ahead and get mine out of the way um i just like i said earlier we couldn't do a scary scary songs episode without including the one and only alice cooper we could the do the master, whole show with just his song yeah for sure we could do we could do a full show on scary alice cooper songs easily there's plenty of them there's plenty to but from. this one you know this one was written by alice cooper and our good friend the late great dick wagner Yep. you know love and miss that guy you know and to me this one stands out as a scary song because i remember when alice cooper was on the muppets that's one of my youngest really memories. You remember that yeah wow. i was very i was i was, I was probably about five years old yeah you know and i do remember seeing it you know and the, and the funny thing about me is i already at five years old knew about kiss uh-huh. you know because my aunts and uncles were playing cool music for me and i was just latched into it even at that young age mm-hmm. and i remember like kiss was they weren't scary to me right. you know they were cool yeah but C. cooper on the muppets that scared you? That was a little scary. That guy freaked me out a little bit, you know. And such an awesome song that he performed, and and like you say, there's so many scary Alice Cooper songs, but I think it's hard to top this one. So for you on our scary songs episode right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast from 1975, off the album of the same name, it's Alice Cooper, who is scary, with "Welcome to My Nightmare."
0: To my breakdown
4: Welcome to my life.
2: Scooper welcome. my nightmare off the album of the same name, 1975.
1: How creepy is
2: that? It's a creepy song. Yeah, look at them lyrics, man. It's creepy. I remember the, uh, you know, because Alice made music videos even back before MTV. Yeah. And this was one of them. Had a lot of dancers with, you know, creepy looking costumes and stuff. And I believe if I have my history right, that that day and that shoot was where alice met cheryl his wife really to this day oh nice She was one of the dancers in that video if i've got my history correct i could be wrong
1: well that don't sound like much of a nightmare at all
2: no nah, it is nightmare turned into a dream
1: here's something else very cool for you if you're uh checking out this show then you're definitely in on things that you need to know about this at www.decibelgeek.com you know you're going to find All your places where you can buy all these amazing albums that we bought to that we talked to you about today, we're always about promoting good rock and roll. We want you to get out there and buy and support the artists. And by supporting these artists and going through the link on the website, you're also supporting the show. Mm -hmm. Another thing you can do is check out YouTube because what you're going to find on YouTube is Decibel Geek TV, and something really special that's on there is a you know one of the last performances of dick wagner yep. and he's doing a version of welcome to my nightmare That's which right. is you know what you think about his it, alice cooper song it's just as much as a dick wagner song as it is his yeah they wrote it on and, the beach and man even that night there was a creepy vibe <laughs> to when he did that song there there's just something about that song that you know, you almost feel like there's a fog rolling into the room yep. when them opening chords start. It's a great up. song! Yep. And if you get a chance, check that out on YouTube. I highly recommend yeah. it because it's very cool. Yeah, we
2: got our guy Patrick uh, in Texas working on our YouTube page, and he's putting you know these archive shows up the, from you know classic episodes we've done, and also. You know, Rich and all these people are for our writers are sending in the videos to him and he puts them yeah. up from live shows that they're out at. Yeah, happy Always stuff birthday, going on. Rich. Yeah, well, Patrick.
1: Or Patrick. Yeah, happy happy birthday, Patrick. That's right. We missed it by, I don't know how long. Well, <laughs> depending on when you hear this,
2: we're banking shows, I'll be honest. Uh, secrets out. But um, yeah, actually, yeah, we, uh, we had the two weeks of Karabi and now this show. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Patrick's doing a fantastic job. Sub subscribe to our our channel on YouTube. We want to build that subscriber base up because yeah, hopefully, and and we ha- do have plans in the works. We're going to be doing some stuff
1: exclusively for YouTube, like yeah, full episodes for YouTube alone that are more visual in nature. Heck yeah, that's the thing that we don't really talk about is is subscriptions. You know, if you subscribe on YouTube, anytime that Patrick puts something new up, you'll get it. You're getting it automatically. You go to iTunes, you subscribe to the Decibel Geek Podcast. You don't ever have to miss an episode. You don't ever have to go through the work to go through and download it individually. Every Monday, bam, it's there just for you. So it's the simplest way to do it. That's right. All right, so we got one more to ride us out on this Scary Songs episode, and you've got it.
2: And this one, um, a couple of listeners suggested it, but it also came to mind immediately because... The, the song is kind of creepy, but the story behind it is even creepier. Yeah. Far, I mean, the story behind is, what's
1: related to it is creepy. This is a special, scary song. And this was one that, you know, when I had my list put together, I said to myself, if Chris doesn't pick this song, I'm going to have to change something. Yeah. And luckily for me, you picked it.
2: Well, and it's, let me go ahead and say this. ACDC is not at fault for anybody's murder.
1: No, of course not. They're
2: a great band that puts out music that people have a good time to. And it's not their fault that some nutcase decided to do horrible things because he was a fan right. of this song.
1: But on the other hand of that, you know, this is a scary freaking song. song.
2: So here's the story. ACDC, On the Highway to Hell album in 1979, the final track of the album is a song called Night Prowler.
1: Amazing song.
2: Um, a couple of interesting things. One thing, Bon Scott, it's the last song on, album, on an album that Bon Scott appears on before yeah. he died. He also quotes Robin Williams' character Mork from Mork and Mindy with the Shazbot Nanu Nanu thing. Right. And earlier this year, we lost Robin Williams. Scary. So there's more death. In June of 85, so this is a full six years after the album came out, so it's not ACDC's fault, um, a highly publicized murder case revolving around Richard Ramirez, yeah. who was responsible for more than 15 brutal murders as well as attempted murders and rapes in L.A. The Night Stalker. He was nicknamed the Night Stalker. And he was a fan of ACDC and particularly of this song, Night Prowler. The police also claimed that he was wearing an ACDC shirt and left an ACDC hat at one of his crime scenes. During the trial, he shouted Hail Satan and showed off a pentagram card into his palm.
1: So he's like us. He promotes ACDC, but unlike us, we don't murder people.
2: Yeah, no, we're not killing anybody. The uh, the incident brought a lot of bad publicity to the band and the concerts and albums were suddenly campaigned against by parents in L.A. County on the b- behind the music episode that VH1 did on the band. They claimed they claimed that while the song had taken on a murderous connotation by Richard Ramirez, it's actually about a boy sneaking into his girlfriend's bedroom at night. I don't know I that can I buy understand
1: that. that. I mean, it, you know, you, you hear about you know sexy games people play. Yeah, yeah I but kind of dig that. There,
2: but how do you explain a line like "you don't feel the steel till it's hanging out your back"?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. You know, and as you
2: lie there naked like a body in a tomb.
1: Well, you know, and that's the thing we've talked about a lot of scary things here today, but there really isn't too much scarier then somebody's sneaking into your room to kill you while you're asleep.
2: So I think the band did have a murderous connotation with the song. And, but it's
1: but no, they can't they can't they, be faulted they, for that because they wrote the song well, on its own. They you also know, wrote
2: TNT. But are we going to blame them for what Timothy McVeigh did in right. Oklahoma City?
1: For somebody that really loves dynamite. Right. Like blows something up. Right. Yeah, you can't. You it's know?
2: It's a song. It's rock and roll.
1: But it's scary.
2: Look, it's rock and roll. But uh, look. So, closing out the show, we hope you've been sufficiently scared. If not, send us an email and threaten us. I don't Right.
1: Because we're not scared. No. Okay. Yeah, we are. Maybe a little. After these songs, anybody should be scared.
2: So, this is ACDC from 1979's Highway to Hell album with Night Prowler. And we'll see you next week.
1: Happy belated Halloween.